0: Everybody. So we're back again in a really red week. Um, this is Crypto Kenny. I'm coming at you now with uh Web3 Weekly, and it's gonna be an exciting one today. So um our last uh our last podcast last week, we'll put a link right up here, um, was with Rick Pacrano, traditional market investor. Um, he was talking to us about the macro. Uh, landscape currently and how that's affecting the crypto markets. We also talked a little bit about some real estate and just the traditional markets as a whole. So if you guys haven't watched that yet, please click on and watch that. Um, Some of the stuff we even talked about last week, we're starting to see unfold here uh, this week, very red week. We've got some almost black swan events. You can't really call them that at this point because exploitations are just 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 waving flags out there to be grabbed at this point. So we're going to talk about a few things today. We're going to talk about the overall market, uh, what's going on um, in the NFT and the crypto space, uh, and uh, why all this red. We're going to talk about Celsius and the information that's floating around about Celsius currently. Um, Not a lot of great news in that. We're going to talk about some market sentiment inside of communities um, with this, uh, with this, this most recent downturn. So with me today, I have... Once again, um, Nate, he is our head alpha analyst at Alpha Mutants NFT. Um, you'll see him uh, in the Discord constantly dropping his analysis on projects, uh, dropping news, dropping potential for uh, free mints and, and uh, all those type of things to still uh, have a chance to make some cash and to stack some capital even in this market. Um, so we have him here today. We also have Mr. Link available. He is our community and Discord manager. He's the guy that makes everything run on the back end over at Alpha Mutants and uh, keeps us all in check and makes sure we get to meetings on time. So um, we're all going to be talking today. We'll get everybody's opinions on these different uh, sectors of the market. But first off, thank you guys very much for taking time out of your day um, to come and, and talk about uh, what's going on this week. I hope we can get some insight. Hopefully we can help some people out, encourage some people, and uh you know, it's it's uh, one one thing with these markets is is the uh there is a potential for mental health problems, for people losing large amounts of money and getting really stressed out. And that's something we wanna try to uh, mitigate as much as we can, you know. Um, and that, that's that's one of the things we try to do over at Alpha Mutants is teach people to invest. In 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 such a way that it does not affect their in real life, um, you know, being and family, and and we don't want to ever have anyone in the place where they have a a lot of stress or or potentially, you know, even worse than that due to due to market downturns. So today, um, we're going to start off by talking a little bit about market sentiment. So in the last few days, um, we have seen. A very large downturn. I believe at one point when I was checking the other day, we saw Ethereum and Bitcoin at something like 15% down in a day within a 24-hour period, and that's that's massive. But I don't believe we've seen something like that for probably six to eight months. So very, very red days. Um, so let's start off with that, guys. So let's start off with with how this this major downturn is affecting discord communities how it's affected how how what you what you're seeing on twitter what you're seeing chatter and everything uh going on with that so nate if you want to start out what's what's uh, what's your overview of the the uh the, just the public opinion in the markets right now
1: yeah um you know personally like uh just kind of scanning the market i think everybody's kind of in the same boat everybody i mean you look around both in traditional and, and in web3 and like the, the sentiment is like everybody realizes that the world's in a collapse right now you know i mean everything's getting hit prices all over the place not just in nfts and, and crypto itself but you know the real world and <clears throat> so everybody it's no it's not a secret that where we're at and where we're headed and everybody's bracing for it um i think the what i'm seeing is that nobody knows where the bottom's going to be obviously which is mm. kind of the crux of the situation um but you know obviously the other stuff that we're going to get into on this podcast you know it, it doesn't doesn't help the situation by any means um you've seen at least the past week if you if, for those of you that haven't seen if you drop into the alpha nug server and go to our insights channel i mean i did a write-up on this and i i put out price targets and all of them almost came to fruition less than 24 hours later and we're talking 30 percent 20 20 30 percent drops um you know it's we don't have a crystal ball by any means but you We can use context of what's going on in the world to kind of peg these things. And I think across the market, majority of the sentiment is just fear, obviously. Um, And when you turn around and you look at things like Bitcoin dominance and um, um, where cash flow is coming in and out of. And right now, there's just not there's no new money entering the market. Most of it's going. It was going from blue chips and solid plays into gen plays and free mints. And now there's just not much flowing back any direction right now, um, which is the, the largest part, part of the problem right now, at least in Web3. Um, you know, personally, like the only thing I'm looking at right now for the biggest clue is like Bitcoin dominance right now. Usually when you see these massive sell-offs, there's once you hit the, the bottom floor of the stabilization to where we, we start to move sideways, you start to see a lot of stuff flow. From Bitcoin back into the alts in the market. And that's just not happening right now. Even back in 2017, Bitcoin dominance hit uh, just under like 80% of the market. Now we're still sitting at 45% just because there's so many other chains and plays and stuff, but it hasn't moved at all, yeah. uh, which leads me to believe that cash flow is just not moving around, which is, it's going to be the, the pain point, I think.
0: For sure. So uh, that, was, that was a great overview. Um I agree with a lot of that so so link for you personally so you you are in the discords a lot with the management of the teams what do you what do you feel like the overall sentiment is oh you know' with, with inside our team <laughs> and with inside other teams yeah. you know um like what do you see um,
2: uh, yeah so like I've seen just in the alpha mutants discord like I guess like most of the people who tend to know what they're doing they're sort of you know either held their capital back um you know ever since we had that huge downturn, I think it, like Bitcoin went down from like a hard resistance at like the 38K, 34K, 32K sort of level. And, um, you know, all the people that sort of knew what they're doing, they're like, oh, hang on, this isn't slowing down. Like nothing, nothing's stopping this. Like there's no good news coming in the market. There's no like new technology coming forward. There's no nothing. There's no new fresh money. And so um, with all the stuff happening, you know, like in Ukraine and all that kind of stuff as well. I think around those 32K levels, everyone was sort of, well, people who knew what they were doing, they sort of were saying, all right, I'm going to go into stable coins now. I'm going to go into USDC. Um, you know, I'm just going to hold back, be a little bit bearish um, because you know, we we're sort of technically in a, in a bear market then. I mean, technically we've been in a bear market since, geez, probably like, I would say what, July, August of like last year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's um, there's t- there's two. Yeah, there's, well, there's two lines of thought with that. You know, it's like if, it depends on yeah. what metric you're measuring. But I mean, it, at least from December last year, potentially from midway through the summer last yeah, year. So least, it Just yeah. nobody wanted to admit it, but you know, here we are. So.
2: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but um, so yeah, in the in the discords and, and you know across Twitter and all that kind of stuff, you definitely uh, have noticed. You know, the people who sort of know what they're talking about, and being a part of the Alpha Mutants Discord, you know, you can see majority you know, of the people in there know what they're doing and they're listening to, you know, Nate's insights and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, it's, it's sad though, because you do see a lot of people on Twitter, especially with the whole Luna uh, fiasco, that was nuts, but you see a lot of people losing a lot of money and people are getting scared and they're, you know, not minting NFTs, they're not investing in any you know, like crypto at all. They're just withdrawing, selling, getting rid of everything and, it's crazy because even, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a lot of free mints. Like a lot of projects have gone to free just so they can get some volume in. And even then, like some free mints aren't even selling out because people don't even want to pay the gas. <laughs> now
1: they're paying not... you to mint. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That, method, that yeah. That
2: method. We,
1: <laughs> pay, we
0: pay, we pay you to mint. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean I, I definitely see that. I think I think my only, you know, add to that would be that, you know, I, I my problem is, and this is the biggest thing I see in the space, is there's such a disconnect between like you have these guys that that know what they're doing, that they've been in the space, or they're part of a good alpha team, or that you know they have this. That they're you know most of those guys are excited about this, right? Because it's such a big opportunity mm. uh, at these mm-hmm. levels. And then you have have these retail yep. people or people that are just in the space and they're just being exit liquidity for everybody else, and like they're just losing so much money. And there's not really a middle ground, right? And and that's a problem because there should be. There should be like your amateurs in the space that are doing stuff, and that just tells me that we're still early in this space because there isn't a broad spectrum. You have your you have your professionals and then you've got your you know just dabblers and that's pretty much that's 99 of the space right so um that, that's yeah. that's what i that's what i see and i think that's part of our you know why we need to educate as much as we can because we, we want to bring more people into the real, realization that you know this is there's potential here and you know fear is potential and and, and to lose that anxiety about the space and to be able to, to invest properly so well good insights guys good insights so that was just kind of warm us up for what's about to happen here. So let's talk about I feel like it was only a few weeks ago, Nate, and you were making that video <laughs> about about the Luna fiasco. So so once again, mm. we have a problem with a very, very powerhouse protocol in the space. So Celsius is probably arguably one of the largest projects. Um, and well-known projects in the space, as far as like DeFi is concerned. So you know, Celsius. For those of you that don't know, they they offer crypto yields on what is it now, like forty different coins or so. They they mm-hmm. offer lo- loans, asset-backed loans. They even offer exchange. I think recently, in the last you know six seven months, they've offered you know exchange uh, exchanges and swaps that kind of thing. So they're they're a they're a, a very popular, very simple system to use. And I don't think ugh, I, I don't think anybody really expected what is currently happening um right now so to give to give a very short overview because it's it's overly complicated and if you want a a more more in-depth overview and i'm going to be dropping more as we go i I put it in 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 our insights channel i linked a couple threads and kind of did a quick explanation of what's going on it's very complex and i'm probably gonna have to do a couple more to like fully explain it but basically what has happened is that um during the bear market that celsius um they they offer some of the largest yields in the space for coins, right? And and to do that, their their plan was to utilize some very very complex DeFi techniques. Um, so what they had done was they had taken uh, they they had gone into MakerDAO, and used leverage positions on BTC and ETH. Um, to make, you know, to make money that way. And, and that in itself is not a problem. The problem is, is that they they eventually pulled out a nine digit loan based off of assets on that. Um, so it's a very large one. I think it's actually the largest known active loan in the space currently. <laughs> so, so that that yeah. is all yeah, yeah, that's that, crazy. Yeah. So not nine digits. I mean, that's insane. So, so that they currently have a asset back loan for nine digits. So when the market started to slip, obviously um, they had a liquidation point at about 22 and a half thousand BTC. So obviously they never thought that that 23 K resistance level was going to break. Well, it did. Right. So, so in a rush, what they did was they paused any withdrawals and they basically dumped everything else they had that was liquid into that loan to drop it to now its liquidation level is at around 18 and a half k right um they don't have much left to cover anything else so the the, the, the thing is now if 18 and a half k is reached that loan is liquidated and they become absolutely insolvent um there's no there's nothing that there right so there are once that information was leaked there are big players in the space, market makers, um, funds that see this. And for them, it's an opportunity, right? Because they, if they can push down the price to the liquidation points of such a large loan, then there's a flash buy opportunity where, you know, BTC, if, if BTC hit 18 and a half and then Celsius was liquidated, I mean, man, we could see 14K. Or something like that, you know, like with it within 24 hours, and 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 then what then what that would make for those market makers was they could they could purchase at a you know 30 40 percent discount and almost guaranteed that they make that within you know a day or two. So that's what's going on right now. So they're being hunted because of this bad play of theirs. Now they could have covered this play with the ETH reserves they have because this you know they have massive amounts of, of reserves. The problem is that with their ETH reserves, they took about 80 percent of that. And they swapped it into STETH, ETH, which is staking ETH, right? So staking ETH cannot be liquidated easily because there's only like a hundred. I think they, they have like a hundred twenty thousand pool that it's in, and they they currently have four hundred like eighty thousand, so they can't they can't uh, quickly liquidate um, because the pools aren't big enough, and you cannot trade staking ETH one for one even in the pools that they're, they're traded for one one for zero point nine eight currently. Um, and what it is basically is, is that staking ETH, what happened was the reason why they did this is because they t- – in, in holding the, the ST ETH, they could collect the staking rewards from the ETH while still keeping the ETH. And then once the, the Ethereum merger comes through, they will be given one-for-one one ETH on the Ethereum's new system. But that only happens six to eight months after the merger actually takes place. The merger hasn't even taken place yet. So th- they won't have that 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 liquidity available for at least 12 months, at least. And that's if, if the, the merger stays on schedule. So they don't have that available to um, to, uh, to to liquidate. So the good news is, is that there's probably projects out there that would purchase at a discount, even their S.T.E., and they could probably get more liquidity in order to push down their liquidation of their loan. But another big problem is, is is when they when they halted these uh, when they halted the uh, the withdrawals and everything, and they they added more liquidity to the loan. They could have just as, easy, as easily paid down that loan, um, and it would have it would have changed the liquidation price. But they didn't. So what that normally means is is that the company does not have the funds available to pay off the loan. Um, so they're just kicking the can down the road. So these are all bad bad signs for the longevity of this project so that's the basic breakdown so let's get the takes on it so how do you what uh how do you feel about it nate any other information or, or you know what's your take so far on celsius
1: and it's it's sad to see because like i know a lot of people get get burned with that stuff i personally don't use celsius you know but and this is why i think you know being a part of the alpha mutants for example is beneficial because it's just like traditional markets. You I don't advocate for following every news channel with every source, but when, when these massive news things happen, like it affects the entire market. So you might not be using it personally, but clearly the crash that we've seen this past week is a large factor based off this and what's happening. And, you know, personally, like I actually was, I saw the news and I was digging through it, you know, and I was looking at the terms and conditions and it's anytime. So I'm a preface this, but, These companies that are doing most of these lending things, you need to look at one, their balance sheets, if you can, two, um, their terms and conditions, all those things, because most of these are not regulated like a bank, which means that, you know, unlike Coinbase, for example, like if anything happens to your ETH or whatever that you're sending over to these companies, it's not insured. So, you know, you're sitting on essentially trust and what's happening is essentially like If you look at their terms and conditions, I'm I'm looking at it right now, Celsius terms and conditions, in the event that Celsius becomes bankrupt, enters liquidation, or is otherwise unable to repay its obligations, any eligible digital assets used in the earned service or as collateral under the borrower service may not be recoverable. Like that right there tells you the risks associated with it. And when you put your money in anything, even that promises, you know, anything over traditional APY yields, Mm -hmm. you open yourself up to that kind of risk. And because most of these big players are going to target those type of systems, which is the exact same thing that happens with the Luna system. Um, so personally, you know, it, it's, it's sad to hear, but at the same time, like you get, you have to understand the risks that go into it. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's, it's troublesome. And the fact that a major company like this kind of made the decisions that they've made, yeah. like even baffles me more, you know?
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy because it's like it's almost like even even a company that should have a team that is very seasoned in what they're doing, it's almost like they got caught up in FOMO, right? Like they were chasing these because that because what they were doing is, I mean, it's complex DeFi stuff, right? Like this is not amateur stuff. This is not like yeah. oh, we're loaning people some money, and I mean, like like we're talking cross chain. Um, you know, items going on, we're talking leverage, you know, these are very complex and dangerous things to be getting into even for professionals. So it's like, it's, 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 uh, and and I'm the first one to admit. even when I did that write up, I said, you know, guys, this is, this is an oversight on my part, because it was almost when I, when I was looking into these companies, there's a couple companies that I did not even dive deep into because it's, it's like with their balance sheets so amazingly high, it's like, you don't feel like there's any kind of like uh um, possibility for problems, right? So, like, Lockfly, you know, Celsius, Voyager, like the, these these companies at, at this level, and it just goes to show you that that's that was a, a terrible oversight on my part because I had never looked at what they were doing with their balance sheets. You know what I mean? And yeah. it uh, it uh, it was a lesson to learn for me because it's like you know, no matter how how solid you think the company is, uh, you still got to do your due diligence, and that's something even someone like me that has been in the space for you know years and years, like still you know up, i'm
1: you know? i'm built a little different in that like if i sign a lease or do anything i read top to bottom the contract if it's 80 pages i'll read all 80 pages you know it's just the nature of it but i think with these things that the same rule applies like not your keys not your crypto same thing if you're about to hand this over to a linux source make sure you read through it all because all this stuff is ironed out and if you're going to go this route like even after all that and you decide hey i want to do that diversify Go into different platforms. Like it's not to say that you're going to be risk-free. We've had a few guys that, you know, have just gotten hit hard with this and the Luna and stuff. It just, it is what it is. And these are black swan things that you can't, you know, majority of the time, these massive companies that are generating this type of revenue are generally pretty stable with it, but there's always that risk there, you know, and you need to understand how they're managing your money, especially if they're not backed. So, you know, it's a tough situation all around, but I think that from, for me personally, like, like I said, I'm not in Celsius, but like this affects everything I do. And luckily we got kind of go back to how the, the, um, the sentiment is across all of, you know, discord servers and the market itself. You see two, two dynamics is those people, like for example, myself, who we saw this coming weeks and weeks ago. I mean, we moved into stables. Like for me, this is, this is like Christmas, right? I mean, all these prices right. I can buy, I can buy projects, 50% discount that I would have less than three weeks ago. Oh, so yeah. for me, it's like Christmas. I love it. But you know, I understand that a lot of people don't, don't see that stuff and don't move fast enough and they got caught up mm-hmm. in it. And now it's like, now you're faced with a hard decision. Do you sell? Do you yeah. go to stables now? You know, it's, yeah. it's tough. Yeah.
0: It, it is yeah. crazy. And like for us, I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask you too, Link. I saw you. I saw your facial expressions while he was reading that. Those uh, <laughs> that the, the the terms of contracts. Uh, in Celsius. I was,
2: yeah, I was just getting. I was just getting flashbacks from when I first joined the space, and I was looking at very small, you know, small cap DeFi projects, and you know, some of the returns on some of those things are just like you know, yeah. insane. They promise the world to you, sort of thing. Yeah. And then you look at like bigger ones like BlockFi and Celsius, and then you're like. Oh you know they're only giving 10% on you know this crypto or something like that something ridiculous still and then you look at the smaller ones and and I remember I think it was I was only probably 3 months in the space or something and then I was joining some of these really small like low cap defi projects there was like cubit finance and like pancake yeah. swap pancake Money, like all these ones and then fucking all of them got hacked it was all yeah. all they got you know hacked flash loaned or whatever and you yeah. know their prices went to zero and i just saw I only had a I, think I had a couple of grand in them and then i just saw it go straight to zero and i was just like holy shit you know it's just a wake up call that this space like no matter how big or small you know these defi projects are there's always an element of risk and like nate said just diversify it's like the best thing you can do
0: yeah well in those type of things you know the the, the crazy part is in those type of things like you know like ohm and like like these these uh the clones of ohm and stuff because that was real hot for a while like these massive, massive APYs that were coming out to people. They're absolutely unsustainable. And everybody that got in knew that, right? I mean, if you didn't, then you were just totally uneducated. But everyone that got in do that. those that. Those things are basically just you know you're getting into a pyramid scheme and you're just betting that you're going to get in, make a little money, get out before it all crum- comes, comes crumbling down. Right. right so that, yeah. I mean, that, that's part of the wild west of the space. And luckily we're starting to get away from those type of things. I haven't seen like an OHM fork for a long time. So hopefully that that's said and done with, but, uh, but, you know, the, the, it's crazy, though, when, when you go from that, I, I completely understand like the psychology. But to go to something like Celsius that had been so solid and, you know, they, they were paying really good APYs, but compared to the rest of the space, you know, not not crazy, crazy. It still is crazy in real life. That's I think that's the disconnect we have. It's like when you're getting 10 percent APY a year, I mean, it's it th- th- that's insane. It, it, it is insane. And people don't understand how insane it is. Um, because it takes a very small amount of money just to throw into an account like that. And if it's guaranteed, I mean, you can, you know, so many people could just retire right now. You know what I mean? If you're making 10% a year, I mean, shoot, 10% a year on a million dollars, 100 grand a year. We can all retire, right? Throw a million bucks in there, we're done, and it's over with. So you always have to look at the risk factors. There's always risk factors in that type of stuff. And it's, you know, uh, we're we're seeing that now. And This is, you know, I, I think I posted it in the Discord the other day. Um, this is the time that tries men's souls and that's exactly how i feel about the space right now this is going to prove you know whether you really believe in this technology and whether you're going to stick around or not or you're just going to be someone's equi- li- exit liquidity lose a bunch of money and get out and be you know have a sour taste in your mouth for the next 10 years so it's it's a very trying time um, right now and also by the way guys so yeah you know, what... go ahead Link.
2: Oh, i was just going to say there's definitely two types of mindsets in the space right now Yeah, either Panicking, or you're, you know, really happy like Nate, and you're like, oh, I got, you know, a discount than I did a month ago. You know, yeah, still I mean, to, only right. two.
0: Yeah, to be <laughs> honest with you, because of the Celsius stuff, like I said, I think the Celsius, uh, you know, issues accelerated these numbers because I didn't expect yeah. to see these numbers for another month or two, and I don't think they did either. I, I, I think he mm. he did that. He did that. Uh, that those that, that prediction and expected, you know, weeks down the road for us to hit those things, right? Because we're going to down our spot but I think that that's uh that the celsius uh information that came out i think that just just completely fast track just dumped like gasoline on the fire and everything is just you know move so much quicker which is crazy um you know me when i saw this stuff i was like 15 percent in a day
1: on btc and yeah. down like oh my god but, i'm know, not saying it's it's ever guaranteed you know but i looked at it and i was like oh, there's like very little chance that we don't hit those numbers that i predicted right. and it's mm-hmm. but to see 15 20 percent of across the board in less than 24 hours that, you know, that's rare, even in a, even in a bear market yeah, for sure. It, so It
0: is 100%. So, yeah. Um, so uh, what I wanted to say real quick, we're coming about to the halfway point here, less than that, but uh, um, I will have the links. I know we've referenced some channels and some information that's been dropped. Um, so there will be links to the Alpha Mutants uh, uh, Twitter and the Alpha Mutants discord in the description of this video. You know, please come join us. That 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 uh, Alpha Mutants Discord link was is a forever link. So if you're watching this video, you can definitely get into the Discord. Currently, we have all of our tools and channels are open to the public. You don't have to have any of our NFTs. I um, mean, come and check out everything. Um, in a uh, when we get closer to Mint Day, that will uh, obviously the, the Discord will be closed down, and you'll have to you'll have to get uh, uh, Mint for one of our our. Uh, uh, NFTs to, to be able to access this stuff but definitely come check it out, come check it out, see what we've got ch- check out the insights um, if you're active in the space, it can definitely save you a lot of money, definitely make you a lot of money in different plays. so you guys can come check that out with us um, so let's move on from the terrible, terrible news let's try to talk about some little bit positive here, so we've seen a uh, run through of a lot of different metas in the NFT space currently uh, I, th- I think we did Every every forty eight hours we getting some different some different meta play and then we get fifty seven derivatives off of it within two or three days and we move on. So, yeah, give me a, give me a take. What, what what how what are your feelings currently on the NFT space as a whole? What's going on? What's uh, what's hot? What's not? Where well, I mean, where's it going? Make some sense of it, Nate. Tell us what's going on.
1: Um, you know, NFTs in general. Like, I think the space. Crypto itself as a whole, still super early, right? But you're seeing real world companies and protocols being adopted. Um, NFTs, on the other hand, are still even 25% capacity of where they're probably going to go in this early stage, right? I mean, the only true companies probably look actually like adopting and getting use case, Adidas, Nike. You know, I would consider Board Ape an actual company at this point, even though it's you know not. um, Just because that's they're diversified enough and they're adopted enough that they're backed by some tangible assets, right? I mean, same thing with we we've talked about you know with uh, the Meta Heroes and Metaverse stuff. Um, You know, like Pixel Vault, they're they're diversified enough into real world assets, like truly branding and stadiums and stuff like that. That that stuff isn't going to die. Um, You turn around and you look at anything that you consider a blue chip. That's just, I'm going to say a, a PFP. I know that there's more services back behind that stuff, but those things still have no tangible assets backing them. There's no real world adoption per se, other than outside of this space. So those things are, are still safe plays in my opinion, like the house and, you know, stuff like that house passes stuff, all of that. But long term, like none of that stuff is immune to to the market sell-off. I would say the wrecked this ecosystem, one of the one of the most lucrative systems you can get into. Why? Because it's tied to, to, to a traditional market company. If if the markets tank, that at least has some backing, you know, I mean I'm not saying it's immune, but by any means, but there's there's a safer aspect there to get into stuff like that. So when you talk about all these newer plays coming out of the market, most of these things that people own Less than a year old, right? If if you look at any real world company, it takes three to five years even to get up to speed. Well, how are they now? They're
2: they're not even old. Yeah,
1: exactly. No, no, they're 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 still early, but you know, but you look at any real world company takes three to five years to become profitable and developed, and and even some of those don't last, even if they're profitable. Then you know, it becomes becomes very difficult so when i'd laugh at some people that turn around and tell me oh yeah this you know this is a blue chip this is going to be a long-term play when it came out seven months ago and it's like it's hard to imagine i i think that there's a huge ecosystem here for the long term like i think there's a lot of potential that can happen with this stuff but i do think that we are still so early like it's so hard to tell and and at this point like if i don't hold many things long term but if you're not looking at most of these things as moonshots then like shame on you. Like, you're not going to make it, right? Because that's just the reality of it is most of these things, the liquidity might be great now, but in four months from now, especially in a bear market, the liquidity dries up and you can't get out of it. Yep.
0: Cannot sell. I know me personally, like I've been in a situation where you get into products and they could have massive liquidity at one point. And then, uh, you know, once the liquidity dries up, it's the same problem Celsius is having right now. They don't have enough liquidity to even get out of their position. And that, that's what people understand about the crypto and the NFT space and even a higher level is that it's so small still that the, that there is not massive amounts of liquidity. This isn't like the traditional markets where we've got, you know, trillions of dollars that are in these liquidity pools that we can switch, we can swap at will, right? It's, that's not how it is here um, in, in crypto. So you have to e- even… Uh, i I've, I even know plenty of stories of guys making millions and millions of dollars off of you know ICOs on coins, off of you know things like that, and never being able to cash out, you know, more than five or ten percent because the liquidity just isn't there, and then then the project dies, and they're just they're left with nothing, right? So you have to. It's not only finding plays that that um, that are hyped, but it's finding plays that are going to have longevity enough for you to even get out of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a lot to do, a lot yeah. with that. What do, what about you, Link? What do you think? Uh, you know, what's your thoughts on the current NFT market as we stand right now? This is, and by the way, this is hey. this is Link's official first real bear market. So we we actually have him on here as as like a as like a voice of uh, you know. Me and Nate get like nostalgic sometimes and talk about this these past markets, but obviously no bear market is the same. So we want kind of a fresh view. you know what his out what his uh takes are on everything Mm.
2: yeah so i kind of agree with what you said nate nft space is just way too early to speculate on what's probably going to be around in another five years time and like you said kenny is there going to be liquidity to sell out in five years time like is that demand still going to be there or is it just going to completely die off essentially like some of these old crypto you know currencies that are essentially dead right now Um, and yeah, as far as being like my first bear market, it's, you know, a learning process. I I do wish I had more liquidity than, you know, I currently have, but. What can you do?
1: Everybody does. <laughs> yeah, everybody do. We all Everyone do, does. Man. That's right. <laughs> Trust me. <Like laughs> well,
2: I,
0: like I, I, I feel like I probably have the upper, the, like in, in the upper tiers of liquidity. And I still am sitting here the other day thinking about, could I mortgage my house to like get yeah. some more liquidity? You know what I mean? Like it's everybody yeah, wishes they had that. more. It doesn't, it oh, doesn't I know matter. people that
1: do. And like, that's the hard part is you, you, uh, Celsius right now, going back to that, this is the case in point. People that already have the liquidity, Turn around and try and acquire more liquidity when, when you can say, hey, I can still retain ownership of my assets and I, I quote unquote retain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're still technically giving up ownership of it temporarily, but if, if you're promised, hey, you can own your assets, lend them out, it get an astronomical amount of APY mm-hmm. and essentially still increase your liquidity size at the same time, right? That's where you get the trouble. And that's what's happening is, you know, don't get me wrong. I've debated doing that stuff before. I've got X amount of Bitcoin. I can lock that up, generate uh, interest on that, buy more Bitcoin, right? And it's just this never ending cycle. Um, So everybody, you know, does that. And I think you look across the market and right now, like, I think that NFTs themselves, there's still a massive potential down the line. But when you look at it and we, Kenny, you and I were talking about this before Link got on and before we started recording, but uh, most of the time, like, look at, Real world businesses, right? What's the, the differentiated subscription model from some of these projects that are coming out with an NFT, right? Um, it's it's a it's a business model, regardless, and they look at it from that standpoint. But if if you can do something with subscri- a subscription model on an ecosystem that's already built, I mean, you look and you've got you've got the Waps marketplaces and stuff where you can you can go online, connect your account buy a subscription base there, get access to all the same stuff that the ZNFTs are giving you. It's just a different way of looking at it, right? So one is deflationary, right? You've only got a a limited number of supplies, sometimes a supplier staked or burned. Um, And the other one is you essentially have infinite amount of subscriptions generally, but it's significantly easier of an onboarding process and you can cancel at any time. Mm -hmm. So- when people turn around and tell me these like these meta assets like oh you're going to pay, you know, $700 for a weapon skin for a game, uh-huh. right? That's great. You will own that asset, right? But if you look at it from you need to look at it from a real world point of view and I think this is kind of where the new person who's going through a bear market compares to somebody who's a little bit more experienced. I turn around and look at these things from a realistic standpoint. If I'm going to pay $700 for weapon skin. Great. I own it. It's mine. I can turn around and resell it. There's no, you know, Microsoft blizzard. Nobody can tell you, Hey, we're not going to allow you to resell that. Right. Which is great. But majority of these things, when you look at most people don't play games more than a year. Right. I mean, I've got halo games back in the day where I purchased assets in the games and I will, I don't even own the consoles anymore. Like I can't even care. They shut down some of the servers. Right. So it's like, what's the use case for that stuff, right? Long-term. Yep. Um, and I think that's kind of the, the, the caveat to the system. So when you look at these gala games and stuff, they've got a massive, massive ecosystem. But are those games going to be around for the next five, 10 years, right? Yep. And are those assets going to be lucrative?
0: Yep, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's questions like that that you, you, know, you have to ask yourself to not, uh, to not fall into the trap of FOMA. like you, even myself, you know, when I, when I find a project that has a, a fantastic business plan and backers and models, sometimes I even find myself like not looking at, at the details like that. Right. Yeah. Um, so you, 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 have to, and, and it's something that you learn over time in the space. Um, and, and it's very important. It'll save you a lot of money in the long run. So, you know, I absolutely, I absolutely agree. 100%. Well,
1: you know, you, I love that you asked some of the the hard questions on some of these AMAs because I even forget to do it, right? You get caught up on, Hey, this is what the project's going to sell right now. Here's the FOMO in it. Here's, you know, the, the cool tangible assets that you're going to get. But the hard question is where, what's your business model for the next let a yeah. al- five years, let alone two years, right? And yeah. most people, if they can't answer that, and that's why, like an ecosystem that you guys, you and Rick were talking about in the last podcast. And if anybody hasn't seen it, I highly recommend you go back and check it out because it's the most down to earth, you know, thing that you can probably take away from this bear market with a lot of information. But I mean, when you talked about the Gala ecosystem, that case in point right there that there's a difference between a project and a business. And they are a business, right? I mean, they have their hands in so many different cookies and ecosystems, cookie jars and ecosystems, right? That they are going to be long-term. Even if one or two of the games dies, they have a business model. There is a use case for that token, and there probably will be for the next 5, 10 years. Uh Those are the things, those are the plays you want, not projects. Projects may not make it out of a year or two, even if they're profitable, even if they got hype and user base and all that, right? It's very, 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 very rare that something turns into a board ape. Right. And I just highly, highly recommend people look at it from that point of view, because it'll save you a lot of money and a lot of trouble.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the, one of the things that I've always done is like, I try to compare it to real world things so that new people can understand. And it's like this, it's like, so yeah, there are products in the real world that come out as a single product. Right. So like, um, you know so fidget spinners, okay. You guys remember <laughs> fidget spinners, right? That was one pro- <laughs> that was example. one pro- yeah, that one,
1: Link owns some of those, <laughs> yeah.
0: One project, right? And, and seemed
1: like a fidget spinner guy,
0: it made, made massive amounts of money for about you know what six to eight months, right? And then now, do you see those anymore? Absolutely not. It, it was a one trick pony, did great. Um, so that that is what I I, uh, I compare to these these single projects that have one trick and they do that well. Now that's not to say that some of those things don't last forever. I mean, we got what we call scrub buddies. Those things came back out in the nineties and they're still around, right? And that's the only that's the only product that that that, that they have. That's it. Like
1: Shamwells. So,
0: yeah, exactly. So so there are certain <laughs> things, and those are your board apes. Those are your you know those projects that that you know just that they they break the mold. But but as a rule you know, to invest in fidget spinners versus to invest in, say, Sony, right, that that has yeah. thousands of products, right? It there, There's a big difference there. Your, your your ratio of risk to reward is so much better, right? Um, some Now, someone that invested in fidget spinners, you know, day one, day two, they probably made a lot of money if they got out in time, right? But in the long run, somebody that's been buying in at Sony, DCA and into Sony over the last, you know, 20 years has made much more. And that's how I try to compare the ecosystems inside of NFTs, inside of crypto versus these singular projects, right? Um, so that, that, that's, the, that's how I try to do the real-world example of people that come in. But, uh, you know, and I think that's how we got to look at it because it's, it's not – regardless of what we think, you know, th- businesses and products are businesses and products. It doesn't matter if they're digital or if they're physical, you know, whatever they are. They can be emotional or, like, whatever. It doesn't matter they're still businesses and products. They still follow the same laws, no matter what realm that they exist on. So we have to remember that and not think that this is some magical new realm where all the rules of investing just disappear because they don't, Um, you know, there, there are outliers. There's always outliers. You always have your crazy, you know, little uh, uh, metas that pop up and down, but those things never, ever last and they don't ever become the rules, right? They, they, they are outliers. So I think that that's something that's a very important message to get out into the space
1: you know because uh, i think- i always you know th- sorry the thing i always tell people like especially newer people because it's hard when we get on these amas right and and there's there's so many alpha groups now right and there's so many di- i mean you look at across the market there's not going to be one one singular play in any sector right and whether it's our alpha group or the next alpha group, like I advise people to go and look at the experience level in those groups. Not the, I mean, there's a lot of copy trade material. There's a lot of, a lot of news being circled or like circulated around the exact same thing. But look at the, look at the quality of the people in that group and stand back and observe before you do any trades or any calls and look at it because there's a lot, I'm probably in 10 different groups myself and five of those groups are excellent, right? I even get some information from those, but you want to surround yourself with people that have been through this stuff that know what they're looking for. And I think when it boils down to it, right, is looking at these things from a real world perspective is is super important. And it This market is great for many different people. You've got the hodlers. You've got the people that are long-term traders that just hold and watch it go up. And then you've got the people who are flippers or active traders who look literally just snipe or whatever. I mean, there's a a market sector for everybody. Um, Me personally, I don't hold many things long-term because I just look at it from a realistic point of view. I I would rather turn and trade 20 successful trades in a row and grow my capital that way than hold something to the moon, hoping that it's a bored ape. Those people that did, probably few and far between, but fucking props to them because yep. that that takes some diamond handing right there. But mm-hmm, that's not that's for true. everybody, you know. I've tried the other side when I first started, you know, in the bear. I went through my first bear market. I did like everybody else. I turned around and held something too long, watched it go. You know, I watched something go from a few thousand dollars to like thirty or forty grand. I didn't <laughs> sell, and then it came back down. Now it's worth like fifty bucks, and there's old no liquidity. The old yeah. jet coin, yeah.
0: And, <laughs> No, and, I th-
1: <laughs> and I think it's one of those things that you have to, there's, you can take wisdom just like you can from your grandparents in the real world, but until you go through it yourself, you're not going to understand, right? And you're not, it's a, it's a lesson learned. And I think that right now the bear market surrounding yourself with those people. And I wrote this up in my insight, the best thing you can do right now, don't chase the degens, place. Don't chase the free minutes, like literally learn from the people and do what they're doing. I'm not saying buy into every single play that they're getting into, but look at what they're doing with their capital. And you and can you and Rick talked about this, and it's, and it's it's some of the most fundamental, sound you know simple advice, but it's the hardest thing to do, um, especially in a market like this. Like I'm telling everybody in our group, like the hardest part is just sitting and being patient. Like there's, so, I look around the market, it's like, wow, shit, I can buy this at 30% discount, right? Great but i'm still not buying because i know there's further downside and that's the hardest part is just sitting there just like it burns a hole in your pocket you know okay. um,
0: so yeah. so link i wanted yeah. to ask you i wanted to ask you something regarding this so, so since the, you know um, s- since your your entry into the crypto space has has your trading like thesis changed or has your investing thesis changed um, from what you started at to what you currently are are planning or what you currently have that that, that you're doing as far as investing. I, I just want to know, like, like what, what did you come into the space thinking you were going to do as an investment? And then how has that changed over your time in the space?
2: Mm, yeah. Well, I came in during a bull market. So, you right. know, sort of most people get drawn in at that point when they see, Oh, you know, yeah. bitcoin coin's gone up like two X, like, Holy shit, it's actually like worth investing. Like people are making heaps of money and, Mm-hmm. You know, in a bull market, you can just throw a dart at a, you know, a board and you can make money at anything, anything in the top hundred, even, you yep. know, it's just, it yep. was nuts. So that, that initially drew me in. And then um, with NFTs and all that kind of stuff, it was sort of a rabbit hole. And even in a bull market, I've got to say, uh, investing in some of these like newer projects and grabbing some of these like newer NFTs, like with no utility, mind you, yes. um, they would, They would even like you know they would go up with the hype and then even they would die off in a bull market which is crazy and you get a lot of people that are like diamond hands diamond hands just going to the like just hold it and you'll make heaps of money and i mean in my first i think in my first two projects um you know i listened to that advice because i thought in my head at the time Mm -hmm. i thought oh you know like just hold bitcoin because you know everyone's made money that's just held it essentially yeah. so in my mind i was like oh yeah diamond hand that makes sense just hold it like and it'll make yeah. money and i'll check it in like a few years time but totally not the case of the nfts not at all so i lost out on my first two uh, i think it was solana projects mm-hmm. they weren't too expensive at the time but yeah i took a loss on that and quickly learned do not diamond hand
1: well <laughs> yeah. it's funny that very you say few that.
2: things you can hold
1: well it's funny <laughs> yeah. that you say that i think because the same thing happened with traditional coins, you know, in, when crypto first started, right? There are going to be NFT plays that you can diamond hand, and that will make it long-term, right? Um, and you're seeing that with Bored Apes, you know, with the with the punks and stuff like that. But I think it's interesting you say that because, like, back when crypto first started, right, there were only, like, maybe, maybe seven top coins, right? And because there were only maybe 10 on the market. Yeah. And maybe jetcoin was one of them right yeah, <laughs> and so I think, but i think you know from from an overall standpoint there were there were only like 7 of them then so it's like if you held them right they still went through all their bears I and mean, you still they had 90% retracements but those ones are you could diamond hand over 4 years right but now you look around and how many coins are on the market how many nft plays are coming out daily literally yeah. i mean you it, you're it was hard enough to do finding a needle in a haystack then. Now you're finding a needle in a, in an entire junkyard, right? And it's really tough to do. So diamond handing is still going to be there. You just have to find the right ecosystems in place to do it. And I think right now, right now, in my opinion, like it's very, very, very hard to peg that. I can like I look at probably a hundred plays a week and I can't even like, I don't even know what's going to make it anymore, you know? Yeah, right. So it's, I, mean, I think it's a different mentality, and it's interesting yeah. that you bring that up.
0: Yeah, I mean my, my yeah. input on that particular – I actually hate – I hate the, uh, the, the uh, phrase diamond handing because it's like uh, – the, it, it makes sense with Bitcoin, right? But it doesn't quite make sense with, with these, these projects that have been in existence for six months, right? Because we don't have any history. Like with Bitcoin, at least in 2017, we could say, hey, you know, as, as the, the metrics and the, the statistics tell us that we can hold this project, and you know, eventually over time it's always going up or whatever. And, and it, I don't know. I, I, I don't like the term because I think that as the space grows, it's going to be less and less um, of, a, of a actual truth. And there's going to be very few things that you can hold long, long term and actually make money. So, so you know, I, I think as the space develops, that's going to be something. But um, all right, guys, so we're, we're coming up to where we got about 15 minutes left. So I wanted to get to these last couple of questions that I had on here. So. We've talked about the markets. We've talked about where stuff stands. Um, you know, Nate's mentioned and, and me, myself, that we're still looking at some potential downside here. But let's say that we get to that level where we're feeling comfortable with getting back into the DCA and get, getting back into the, uh, to, to you know, filling the bags up again. So here's the question that people want to know or go around. So first off, what are the five crypto projects that you look to build your bags on during this bull market?
1: go Uh, i'm gonna let i'm gonna let link take this one first i'm curious to see there
0: we go yeah let's let's hear it like let's hear you let's hear you do it i want to
1: hear it from a newer point of view first oh yeah
2: yeah well uh, layer ones and layer twos essentially that's probably it in a nutshell so you'd have yeah chain link uh even phantom maybe i would load up a bit on uh solana avax you know ethereum maybe a bit of bitcoin but yeah, it's sort of like a, a preference point at that point, right?
1: Yeah. So, are you you're okay? Let's let's do coins and and NFTs. I'm curious to hear both, but it sounds like you're probably more so chains.
2: Yeah, NFTs. I'm not sure on. I'm really not sure yeah. on what to hold long term on NFTs. I think probably Kenny would be the right have answer that. <laughs> That's yeah. probably
1: the right answer. <laughs>
2: and like you said, Kenny, I, I got a question for you. Um. When you said you know nfts you know uh-huh. they haven't been around for long it's, it's hard to find a blue chip nft to, to diamond hand essentially yeah, how almost. long would you want to see history before you know you would hold something because like uh, crypto punks are in existence have been in existence for you know since 2017 so that's right that's right. a while but
0: yeah it, it is but see so so this is where we get into different levels of investing right so it, in crypto in general, it's different because we have history, right? And these are projects that build in real world utility that actually, um, you know, they encompass financial markets. We've got crypto projects that are going into like medical fields, energy efficiency, all these things. So that they, 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 they tackle real world problems, right? So they're like real businesses in that sense is that they see a problem and they, they, they uh, give a potential solution to the problem. NFTs are a bit different. Because NFTs came into the space just to be entertainment, right? They're just fun. Um, The the CryptoPunks were not ever minted to chain to be like, oh, this is gonna take this. We're gonna do some sort of great thing or or fix some problem with this. It was just fun, right? Um, So there's a difference in those things, and I think that it 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 depends on how they develop. Because you know, if you look over historically, and even in in the development of societies, we always see things that that fix problems or that create. Uh, products long before we see entertainment stuff, right? That that actually grows. So I think it's the same thing. So I, I think that all NFT investing is speculative. Absolutely everything. I think all of it is. I even think that 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 the projects I consider blue chips are immensely speculative. So I will compare it to, you know, investing in the you know within the first year or two of the dot coms and the and the 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 tech boom and bust like like that you're you're, you're at, at about the same risk level because we don't know man like we have no idea what's going to make it in, in these things so you, you uh, uh that's just that's just my opinion so what my my advice to people is if you have a very limited amount of capital to put into this space don't even touch nfts like don't do it uh, there's no point. Um, stay with your your crypto investments. You might want to look into investing into some nodes or, you know, something like that. Maybe try your hand at some mining, you know, things like that. But, but stay in the realm of the actual companies that are that are that are fixing problems. Right. Um, it, NFT money is that percentage of your portfolio that you feel comfortable completely losing. Um, because you're you're shoot you're you're, you're literally chasing moonshots in nfts that's what you're doing you're you're trying to find that that you know the, the next disney the next you know google the ne- these things you, you, and and your chances of that are 1 in 1000 1 in 2000 1 in 10000 and it's going to get worse and worse as we go on with more projects so um, there are ways that you can mitigate that like like you can look into what uh, you know different metrics that make it look like it's it's there, there's potential there um, but you can never be sure so so my advice is uh, and specifically if you're brand new and you don't have any help or anyone like explaining to you why you should invest in these things like a good alpha group or a good community together you should not be in nft so that's just my opinion like, it, 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 that's just you know yeah, that, I, I, I know some people probably would like
2: that answer but um you know but that's fine. so
1: it's, so, it's funny. So and, I'll touch it. Uh,
2: so, so what coins? I was going yeah, oh, so okay, go to say, yes. so continue it. Yeah, that yeah. answer to the other question. Yeah, yeah, um, What ahead. coins would you guys be investing into or DCAing into, you know, if we get below a certain point? Um, gotta, yeah, I'll, go I, it,
1: I'm, I'm making my list. I'm going down the list right now because I, I did this the other day for everybody. Okay. I'm going to do it now.
0: All right. So I'll, I'll do mine then. So my top five, and, and obviously my portfolio is probably going to contain more like 10. Or so. I, I'm not a big fan of huge portfolios. I don't think anybody. I, I think five is a good number. Um, it, it diversifies enough. But obviously, I, I, I've never stopped DCAing into Bitcoin and Ethereum and into Chainlink. Those are my three. Um, you know, Bitcoin obviously because it's the foundation of the space. Um, I, Ethereum because despite its flaws and problems, it has the largest. You know uh, market share and the the largest amount of developers in the space, and, and more more is built on it than anything else. Um, so obviously into into Ethereum, those are my two you know long term plays. Um, and then chain link simply because it is it, it's like selling the it's like you know people that that uh, that invested in selling the the picks and shovels during the gold rush actually made more money than the average you know gold rush miner, right? And that's my that's my same thesis with uh, with uh, link is that. It's integrated so deeply um, in almost every project. I mean, it, it goes it, all the way from like exchanges, DEXs, aggregators, anything that needs any type of information, games, all that stuff. Uh, they need Link and they, they they use Link. So I think long-term, it's, it's a great play. So as for a couple others that I'm really looking at, um, I like a lot of the, uh, of the top the top 20, 30 coins. But what I'm betting one personally myself is I think that... Uh, I think Solana looks looks really good. I think that Solana has a great future in the space as far as uh, potential with NFTs, with gaming. Um, you know, with a lot of stuff. I I think it's very early. So I think by next bull run, as development continues, that a Solana is going to be a lot smoother and it's going to give Ethereum a lot better run for its money um, because of development and so forth. So Solana is a big one for me. I'm looking at entry in Solana at about 25. We're currently setting a little over $30. Um, At at that point, I'll probably start DCAing into Solana. Um, And then for my, my, my fifth, um, I'm, I'm more than likely and this is almost like my moonshot here as far as my top 5 is is the one that I think has the has the largest potential but it also has the largest amount of risk. Can and I take can, a
2: guess? Yeah, go ahead. Yalla.
0: No, no, actually no, in my top 5 it oh, would not be it would not be my top five. So so Avalanche would be my number five because I think mm. uh, all of my top five are either ecos- well, Bitcoin or, or like complete ecosystems. So anything that isn't a, a complete ecosystem, I consider more risky. Um, so Avalanche is my, my next one. I think that Avalanche, once development is there, once more um, utility comes on that chain, I think that it's going to be a massive powerhouse of a chain. So, so next cycle, I believe we see Avalanche do... Um, r- ridiculous things I mean it uh, I could I could see a 50 to 100x out of avalanche next cycle so and then just just to some notable mentions I will I will you know um, I, I think uh, GADLA, Gadla of course is is, uh, is something that I'm going into it's it's my play for the I believe that they are the uh, going to be the premier development gaming company in the space um, so I'm betting on them um, I'd I, I like Hugo Labs and I think that Wordape will continue to develop so I'll probably pick up some ApeCoin. Um, and then probably, uh, looking into something like the sandbox, um, you know, a few different things that V chain is also one that's, I believe in like the top 40 right now that I really like because it's a real world. Uh, there's some things I don't like about it, but I'll probably be in that a little bit too. So all of those beyond the thought, the top five will be 90% of my portfolio. Uh, and then the, the additional five or so that I pick up will be, you know, a couple percent a piece of my portfolio, but those are my coins. So.
1: That's good. Um. So I will. I'm gonna open this because I think it was a really good point. So we had a guy in Alpha. It's really, really good guy. Helps us a lot. But I want to explain the difference for those newer people. So you have ecosystem and you have infrastructure, and they're very, very important to understand the two. Mm -hmm. Like somebody that's been around or just now entered the space. Like Board Ape Club is an ecosystem, right? If there's multiple things under their branding umbrella, but if their main collection goes down, right, it'll take a hit to the ecosystem, but it doesn't completely tank it. Right. Infrastructure, very, very, very different, very much more a must and lucrative, right? Ethereum is an infrastructure. If it goes down, every other project on it crashes. Ethereum is a must, right? So those plays that I'm looking at long-term are the infrastructures, the must-haves, because you can't get by without them, right? I mean you could go to another chain right but right now right and it's part of our discussion point between like bitcoin ethereum is the top tier plays right because if ethereum somehow let's say they do their their new transition into the new ethereum 2.0 and all that right and let's say it doesn't go as planned right and they have a lot of networking issues people are going to look to move to other chains well right now those other chains are still young they still have their problems there's nothing super stable enough to operate the type of traffic in the security aspect of it that Ethereum does, yep. which is why people still pay the gas fees that they do on Ethereum, and which is why projects for the most part are still always minted on Ethereum. You're starting to see it in the Solanas, in the in the Polygon stuff like that. But the problem is, those chains still have hiccups. So right now, two top tier plays, and like I think this is probably in anybody's book: Bitcoin, Ethereum, right? Obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not looking so much into ecosystem plays as I am infrastructure. So my top five plays, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, Avalanche, Polygon. Those are the only chains that if if a project was being developed, I could honestly see those being stable enough to run them. Yep. Um, my moonshot, my more moonshot infrastructure plays, BNB, um, let's see, uh, Phantom, those those are probably the only other and polka dot maybe those are the only other chains maybe cardano that could have stuff being built on them but they're still very early those Mm -hmm. those i could see becoming legitimate chains down the line um you know as far as like definitely like moonshot plays ape coin i think it's it's cheap enough now there's still like that ecosystem behind it i think that could be a decent play but i wouldn't put very much of my capital in it um if you're looking to get into some mining, like legitimate mining plays and ecosystems, Helium is not a bad one. Um, they're at-home miners. Fantastic if you haven't looked at them. Um, you know, uh, I like, I'm like. i going to say this with, with a caveat. I like Axie and Sandbox, but I think that my personal opinion is they're very over overcompensated for. I think the eco, ecosystems are great, but as you see more of these other uh, NFT worlds and stuff plays come online. I think that those are going to slowly kind of fall a little bit to the wayside. They're not going to be the powerhouses right now. They are because they're the furthest along developed and yep. adopted. Um, so personally, like seriously, like if I was my my number one buy at this point, other than Ethereum, probably Solana. I think when you see, ask yourself the the easiest question to ask yourself is when you're going to put money what would you personally use? If I don't technically use an NFT or plan on holding it and using it, I don't don't have the interest. I don't hold it. I don't, like I get rid of it. Same thing goes with the chains. If I'm not using projects built on those chains, I'm not to say that they're not investments, but those are not the ones that I see happening long-term. Right now I've used stuff on Phantom. I've used stuff on Solana, Polkadot, all that stuff. But you clearly see where most of the traffic is going. And I think that when you look at when you look at your long term stuff, like buy, put a little bit into those moonshot plays like coin, right? It's still, there's a brand there and it's, the coin's not going to die. Whereas, like, if I go down the list of even in the top 50, some of these plays, right? I look at them and I'm like, what the fuck is this? So, like, um, like Hedera Hashgraph, right? I don't, I, Kenny, you're probably familiar with that. When they first came out, their valuation was like through the roof, right? Oh, yeah. And, they're still at least maybe I need to go back and look at it, but there's, there's still not a stable enough platform to operate. Like it's more of an idea at this point than a stable product. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would recommend anybody that's new to the space, go through the top 50 coins, seriously do some research on every single one of them and find the ones that you like all of these things. Majority of these things will probably still around. I mean, VE chain, you know, Cosmos, those things came back out in like 2018. Like, uh-huh. and so the bottom question that I wanted to touch on this, Kenny, when when you asked, you know, what are what NFT plays are or I think Link asked it, what NFT plays could you see being long-term holds, right? If it makes it through this bear market and is still adopted, that is your long-term play. Because yeah, 90% be- of those coins won't make it or plays won't make it
0: for sure. So, so let's do this because we've got like five minutes. Let's, so let's do really quick. Let's start with link. Cause it's fun. I think we get him going first because he's like oh so 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 link so if you were if you were theoretically you know you had the capital where you were not afraid to lose ten percent of your portfolio or whatever, um, in this down market you know we're hitting bottom things are bottoming out what what NFT plays do you like currently I mean you've been in the space a short amount of time what have you seen that you personally like you like their communities you like some of the products they have out you like some of it just just anything it doesn't even have to be five if you don't have five on your head but like you know a couple of them that you might Try your luck one based off of some of the information that you've seen over the last you know six months a year that you've been in the space.
2: Uh, I'm liking CloneX, Mutant Apes. What's Uh that? So five, do you say? All right. Uh So Mutant Apes, uh, maybe Clone uh, Uh Coins. I mean, if I had stupid capital, probably a CryptoPunk, to be honest, because of the historical value behind that. Like yeah, yeah, history definitely. Uh Um. Just having a look through the top ones now. Probably, um, probably some uh, RTF, KT, and maybe a Pixel Vault. Um, to be honest, I don't know your opinion on Cool Cats now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But if you asked me three months ago, I would have said Cool Cats. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, but that, now that that
2: is... they don't seem to be holding up too well.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, none of, that's, none of that's 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 terrible. At least you didn't say like some something I've never even heard of or something like that. So, it's, yeah, and I mean, like, and those are the things. And what are the reasons why you, you, you like select those things? I could almost say it's because you've heard like a lot of other people talk about them, right? And you've, heard, and you've heard a lot of announcements about them. And they're in they're in the media and they're in the markets, and you know they're doing the right things, right? That's why we know about them and and, who, and what they are. So you know that's a big thing with NFTs is just having visibility and, and having. You know some kind of use case or utility or, or you know community or whatever. All right, so this is the juicy part. All right, come on, Nate. Let's hear this. I want to hear this because Nate doesn't hold anything,
2: E-O-T-K-O. so this is I
1: don't hold anything really. I just don't, I don't, I don't see the vision. I would rather s one's
2: and S2. That's what he's that's what he's loaded. I'll tell you, I'll
1: tell you what, their community I still, I still like the community and the fact that they're doing kind of what Alpha mutants did where their community. Like the project itself was tanking, and their community stepped up and said, "Hey, we're going to overhaul this." Like I'm all on board with that. Like that is a huge aspect because those are the type of projects that there's enough backing that it, people don't want it to die. Which, in my opinion, that's yeah, that's a good survive. play. Yeah. I think that they're extremely overpriced right now. So, like, it's not to say I'm hating on Neo Tokyo, but they're extremely overpriced in my opinion. Um, until they get their that ship turned around, I'm still not looking to re-enter until it's a better price. But from my overall point of view, like anything I'm going to hold long term, I'm looking at utility plays right now. And anybody that knows me in our group knows I love, you know, good trading tools, I love utility stuff that I if I'm going to use it and it saves me time and money, best money you could spend. Especially in the long term. Like I'm I think NFTs are still really early the system the this ecosystem's going to be here, you know, 2 years from now. I want to buy solid trading tools now because it's going to make me money down the line. So I per- personally hold a bunch of alpha sharks. Um, they're currently staked. I'm going to keep holding those. I think that what their trading tool, their response time is great on, you know, anytime issues come up, their UI is fantastic. Um, Trade Sniper is a good one. If you're looking to get other utility plays right now, that's a good one. Um, for newer newer people, Flipper's fucking discounted heavily. You can get out for like 50 bucks and it has almost every tool you could ask for. Their UI is Needs a little bit of work, but all of their stuff works, Um, you know. And if if anybody has questions on anything, definitely ping me because I probably touched it, seen it, used it, hundred percent. And I can tell you, hey, this is not what you're looking for before you spend the money on it. Um, Long-term plays. The only things right now that I would be willing to hold, Pixel Vault, and Kenny did a fantastic uh, one-page write-up on it. Like I would highly recommend somebody. Join Alpha Mutants. Look at the deep dive stuff because there's a fantastic write up on it. That stuff I didn't even know. Um, and they are so diversified; it's not even funny. I, like that is a fantastic like ecosystem. And long term plays, you want teams that are currently de- like c- developing and have a long term future. Um, so when we talk about that two to five year um, outlook, find those 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 teams that are constantly developing and constantly coming out with other collections and other you know aspects that they can add under their umbrella so pixel vault um if capital wasn't an issue board api club what they're doing is fantastic i really like cyber Kongs. i'm actually been kind of eyeballing one to pick up i think their community is, is probably one of the strongest i've seen um anything under the nike umbrella like buy like literally pick up every single one you can do um Anything under the house ecosystem, I like that too. I think that they're developing psychedelics anonymous is probably one that I don't personally buy into, but I know that they have a very strong community with a lot of different collections, a lot of different aspects. I would recommend that's probably a good one, but it's not for me. Yeah. Um, and the only other one I've kind of been looking at too, uh, llama verse stuff. I think yeah. what, what Llamaverse is doing and llama himself, like, anything they touch has pretty much turned to gold. I mean, and when I talk about alpha groups and knowing like following people that know what they're doing, watch their calls and like some of the, their baseline on why they get into place because probably one of the best out there. So for me, those, those are probably the top ones I'm looking at. It's not to say that there's not other things out there, but um, like I said, the sandboxes, those type of things, like, I think there's value there to be had, but it's not for me personally. Um, I'm looking to get a discounted premium, but I think it's overinflated heavily. But those are the type of utilities, like if you can use it in this ecosystem, you can get advantage of it. That's my number one utility place, hands down.
0: All right. Well, there we go, people. So, so mine is, a, I'll do mine really quick and I we'll want to sign off here. But so, um, me personally, um, I am not going to be as anywhere near as exposed, but I, but I do have some plays. So um, my number one um, is – I'm going to go down the list. of the, I, only, I only think currently there's only probably three I would call blue chip plays in the NFT space. So it, the, my top three would be those three. So um, would obviously be the you know, Google Labs and Port Apes ecosystem. Specifically, if you want a specific collection, I think the, the best risk to reward currently is the land. Um, You can currently pick those up at around two ETH right now, which is really funny when those came out, I put a prediction. I said their valuation should be 2.5 ETH or ETH or lower because that's what they're actually worth based off a lot of the metrics. Um, And and, then lo and behold, that's where they went to. So I'm comfortable picking those up. I think that, I think that, uh, I I think that it's, it's a, it's a easy bet that uh, Hugo Labs is going to continue to develop the board ecosystem. And I think that, uh, with our few announcements that said that everything in our ecosystem is going to be built off of material that comes from these lands I like that I think that I think that uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, potential to make money off of these land plays so I'm looking into getting and even getting some rares in the land during the down period I'm looking to snipe some of those out when people just need liquidity so board Ape Yacht club I, anything in the, in the ecosystem absolutely great but uh, but specifically the land I think is is, is going to be great um, so uh, so wrecked capital. It, in, in with those plays, um, CloneX I think, is the first one you should look at. Um, I'm going to be looking at trying to pick up some more rare, like a demon or a reptile-type uh, Clone-X, get some of the rare ones in there. I also think anything in that ecosystem is gold, um, so I'll probably load up quite a bit on that. Uh, thirdly, pixel Vault. Uh, pixel Vault's a little bit different because like, unlike Board Apes and CloneX, who have one whole ecosystem, uh, Pixel Vault technically has two ecosystems, and they're actually branching off into a third one currently. So, um, so for that uh, Pixel Vault, well, I think the Founder's DAO is a no-brainer um, because the value of the Founder DAO itself is, is worth like eighty percent of what the buy-in price of the of the of the DAO is currently. So, just off of assets, it's almost worth it. And then plus, you get all these utilities, like you get first whitelist on like almost everything they drop. You get a, a super good analytics team and like all this stuff. So, I, I think that that's a no-brainer. Um, I think that in the in the meta heroes universe, um, I really think a lot of that probably a generative identity because there's still at, as people continue to burn their mint passes um, the, the, to generative identities, uh, there becomes less and less of the cores that come out. So I think a mint pass is a good idea because you could potentially get a, a core identity, which is a 90th floor, I believe right now, ninety-five 95th floor. Um, I, and I also think, I also really think the planetary DAOs are good buys right now. You can get them for next to nothing. And they're literally going to be shares of the revenue once the game comes out. And I believe the game's actually scheduled for beta. They actually moved up the beta test, which is something you'd never see in crypto gaming uh, to like the fourth quarter of this year. So it's going to be beta testable at the fourth quarter. And once that game goes live, people that own those those DAOs are going to have uh, commercial rights and and uh, and yield rights to everything that happens in that game. So I think that's a good one. I also think of Punk's comic. I think, I think Punk's comic issue one is going to be historic. I think it, cause um, it's, 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 it's historic, but it's also with the development of the ecosystem that they've really, really held the uh, utility of those. So I think those are going to be great. So those are my top three as far as the blue chips. Um, So uh, to round off the five, it's probably going to surprise you guys. So I've tried to diversify and get into the space um, in different areas to kind of just diversify as much as I can. So I'm actually looking at, at art blocks, um, not, not the collections as a whole. I, I'm looking specifically at Fidenzas and at um, the, uh, the Squiggles, right? So Squiggles, basically because it, they were the first collection ever launched, I think they have a super super historical value that's, that's just, you know, it kind of writes itself uh, the Fidenzas because obviously they're the most popular and, and, and the, uh, the very rare, there's only, there's only 999 Fidenzas that'll ever be in existence. So I'm looking to, to get into, to, to the art blocks ecosystem with those two plays. Um, and then finally, um, I, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm going to go basically off of OpenSea and say that I'm going to be uh, heavily, Diving into Gatla. Um specifically the Gatla music NFTs and some of the larger games land NFTs in those games. So that would round off my five, um, that's 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 what I'm yeah. planning. on.
2: yeah, all of, all of those plays sound really really solid, um, and you know they'll make it out of the bear market, I'm sure. Um, one thing I did notice with both of with all of our picks is that we all picked ETH NFTs. We didn't pick you know, a oh, Solana or a Cardano or anything. Yeah.
0: Well, it's, um, it's you not know, just, no D gods,
2: no thug birds, no nothing.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, I think that the reason for that for me is, as I think that, I think that we see the biggest boom in Solana NFTs. You know, I'm not, I'm not, in, I'm not entirely convinced that we even see it fully in the next bull market. You know, there, there's, cause like Solana right now is, is so buggy. You know, it's, it, during the last year and a half, they've had like a total of like over a month in downtime. You know what I mean? So it's, it's still super buggy. Yeah. It's not ready for mass adoption. We don't know what's going not to happen But it. Not to say that I don't think they're going to be there. I absolutely do. I think there's going to be massive, massive plays on, on those. And actually, by that point in time, like, I mean, there's technology being developed right now to bridge these these chains to where you can just move your NFTs cross-chain everywhere, right? So, you know, at that point in time, you might be able to move your board Apes to Solana. You know what I mean? So I don't know enough mm. information yet to be able to make those those plays, I'm still going to be flipping them. Obviously, like you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on whitelist in Solana. I'm definitely gonna be flipping them. But as far as long term holds, I don't see anything in Solana or you know or, or Polygon or you know Avalanche right now that I feel. I have to hold, and, and some people will argue that. Well, what about the historical Solana or the historical Cardano or these these places? I don't think they're historical anymore. I, I, I think that NFTs came yeah. on Ethereum. It came on Ethereum. Those are the historical NFTs. It's been done. It doesn't matter that yeah. it's on a different chain. Um, I don't think that you're going to have these these massively evaluated historical plays on other chains because it's been done. You know, we've been there. We've done that. We got a T-shirt for it, and and, and, and that's it. So um, the only thing I would.
1: The only thing I would say is, and I, and I don't call this stuff out, like even the board apes stuff like that. It's, it's hard because majority of, you know, there's maybe 5% of people like that are probably part of alpha groups and stuff that have the capital throw throat shit like that. And, yeah. and I definitely wouldn't recommend holding something like that. Like, that's why I said, like, if you've got, you know, if you've, if, if you got the go to passes and stuff like pre wins, or you've got, you know, something that, That quickly spikes, like even the Neo Tokyos, where you you make forty ETH on it, sell that shit, and move on, and come back in it if it it goes back down. But I don't recommend locking up massive amounts of capital in an NFT play. I just don't do it. I would do it in chains, you know, infrastructure chains, but not in that. But if you were looking to do that, D Gods would be the only one on the Solana chain I would do because they are like the board API clubs. And Kenny threw out a great play with OK Bears, where you know it was like. It was a degen play, but it was once they hit Ethereum, there was a pissing contest between both chains and that happens. And people are looking at and saying, oh, D gods are rivals to board ape. I mean, it's just the fact about it because they are the OGs on that chain Yep, that blew up into blue chips. That would be the only one I'd look at. But even for me, I don't pile, you know, five, six, seven, 20 grand into an NFT and hold it long-term, especially in a bear market. I yep. wouldn't recommend it. Yeah
2: definitely um can i get one question in before we wrap up yep Um, i thought it'd be good for for new people um what would be if you could say you know in in one or two sentences what would um what would have you changed in your first bear market like experiencing your first bear market how would have you dealt with it differently if you could go back so to speak
0: I think, I think it, it depends on whether you come into crypto in a bull or a bear market. Like if you come in during the bear market, it's a little bit different. So I'll just give you a, a two-sentence mm-hmm. answer for each one. So I came in in a bull market. So what I originally wish I would have done is I came in at the latter half, so I really didn't even have time to make a whole lot of money um, in that market. I wish that I would have spent a longer time studying before I jumped into the market. I wish I would have spent – you know. Hundreds, hundreds of hours studying before I even went into the market. If I would have done that, then I wouldn't have gotten in until the bull market and I would have had some conviction and, and got in a lot better place. So I think for anybody, the number one thing or really rather whether you get in a bull or bear market is before you do your first buy, you need to put in probably probably two to three hundred hours. Of study into the market. That means reading. That means looking into projects, going to websites, reading white papers. You know, uh, getting get involved in communities and, and being involved with them every day. If you do that, you will save yourself so much nonsense. So much nonsense. So that that's the number one. And the number two would be when you do when you are ready to jump into some place, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Start doing that. DCA into those, and then learn as you're DCAing, and then you can start choosing small percentages of your portfolio. To put into other projects and maybe do some free whitelists and NFTs, do some real cheap whitelists. Try your hand at some flipping, ease yourself into it. But get into Bitcoin, get into th- into Ethereum, and, and and do it that way, slow and steady wins the race. Don't worry about these people that supposedly are making tens of millions of dollars in, in two weeks here. It doesn't happen. It, half of it's lies anyway, right? It, it, the, the, it's few and far between one and a million. You know, go to go do a lottery scratch out ticket if that's what you want to do. But that's the right way to do it. Education, go into the the, the verified plays that we know are going to be around, and then slowly ease yourself into different ecosystems, different plays in small amounts until you become comfortable. And then you'll find your niche, right? You'll find your niche. Eventually, you may just go into NFTs or maybe you just go into DeFi plays or whatever. But but you need to start that way so that you understand how the entire ecosystem
1: works. Kenny, that's why you and I get along so well. We think almost exactly That was my answer for the most part. Um, I've, <laughs> I'll touch on a few other points to that. So a few things that help, I think, um, like I said, like alpha groups are super important because if you're looking to put any sort of money into like a business or you're looking to do massive amount of taxes what do you do you find a professional that knows what the fuck they're talking about and when you get into alpha groups don't just join an alpha group because it's called an alpha group like join in look at what the experience is look at what they have to offer and you know i'm not advocating that we are the go-to one-stop shop that's what we aim for but like we are focused on educating people and like i'm i'm a straight up person like i'm not going to tell you like hey get into this because you're going to 20 extra money like there are those plays but they're they're risky like i'm going to tell you if you're new into the space enter bitcoin enter ethereum don't you know go for those moonshots because that's where you get burned and that's where you leave the space what helped me and i will tell this for everybody and i've actually told this to our artist that's working on our collection because he is not a web3 guy the conviction that you can learn from from learning this stuff like Anybody that's new to this space and wants to truly learn, I highly recommend you listen to uh, The Internet of Money. It's an audiobook by Andreas Antonopoulos, who's a Bitcoin OG. It's probably a little outdated because he wrote it like six years ago, five years ago, but I DM me and I will get you a free audiobook copy of it because it is very good on teaching you the fundamentals of what, not not how Bitcoin operates necessarily, it does, but why, like the adaption of money from, you know, people that traded rice and beans and spices to how we got to digital payments and now going to web three. And if you see the process, if you see it through to the end on like where the future is headed and why it's there, like no bear market will scare you if you truly buy in and understand what you're investing in. You know, it's easy to turn around and say, I'm going to throw money at Tesla, but if you don't understand Tesla's, you know, balance sheet, if you don't understand what they're doing as a company and where the money's flowing and their vision for the long term, you can't make an educated decision on if they're going to last. And that's how you find those diamond-handed projects that are here. Read the white papers. I can't tell you how many times people invest in a project and just go off of what they're hearing or what they see on a website or whatever, read the details, read the fine print of shit because that is where your bread and butters. And when you can, when you have the conviction to turn around and say, I understand where this space is going and it could dip 90%, but I know that this thing is going to get adopted for the real world companies. Like I promise you, you won't leave this space because that's what a lot of people do. They come in hearing I'm going to 20 X my money shit. It gets Rocky and they turn around and leave. And those people that, understood what bitcoin was trying to do like those are the ogs and those are the people who are filthy rich now because they didn't leave this space they weren't scared um that's the best thing you can do yep conviction man
0: conviction you, you have 100%. to be convicted mm-hmm. to do these long terms sorry guys we did go a little bit over today i think we did about 15 minutes over but you know good good information i hope everybody you know takes this and and applies it right so like we don't have all the answers I don't have all the answers but that's why we have a group right so what answers I don't have Nate might have but she doesn't have Link might have we have a whole other group of people inside the Alpha Mutants Discord that are there to help you and we're going to continue to bring on people as we go And, and as a community we can be smarter than the market, right? So, as a community, not one person ever can beat the market, but as a community together, you can do, uh, you know, have much better chance to do the right things. So, again, guys, if you haven't watched uh, our previous episodes, we've got quite a few that are really interesting. There'll be some links up here. Um, that you can check out some of those links uh under the video in the description down here for our social media for our discord Come into the discord ping us we'll talk to you uh personally we'll jump on the vcs with you well you know any questions you have that's what we're here for it's what we do um so uh, again and nate uh appreciate you taking time uh you know in the middle of your work day here to be with us link appreciate you taking the time here today i think it's uh, no it's it's not too bad for you today what is it about midnight now that there so thank you for taking the...
2: Yeah, it's about 12.30 now. Yeah, That's a, late,
0: late, a late day with us to, to be on also. And guys, so uh, again, appreciate it. We'll be back next week with Red Flute Web 3 Weekly. So see you later, guys.
1: Yeah, hopefully the next time you guys see me, it's not because the whole system is imploding again.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll talk about some good stuff next time. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys.